You're listening to Radio ISO, the podcast bringing you notes from isolation and stories about the people we're missing. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I spoke to singer-songwriter Miss Baby Sol about missing live music. a lot of things as a result of this whole thing. I'm a singer, songwriter, performer kind of person. And um, I mostly do, or used to, um, do um, like backing vocals, um, touring, that kind of stuff, session vocals. Mm-hmm. I've written like, a lo- like, you know, dance songs and stuff like that. Um, and then also I've got my own project. So I've always self-released, so self-funded, self-released. I made the decision at some point last year to go on a TV program called The Voice. And um, I, and that was quite difficult because I did it because I'm, I, I just wanted to, there was a shift needed. There was stuff going on with my family and I, and I needed to sort of like, you know, mm. do something to sort of stimulate the, my environment so that something would move, something would change, change its progress. So I was like, okay, let me go on this TV program. So it was like one week I'm like, you know, doing a performance that would have been my greatest performance to date if I hadn't have messed it up. But no one knows that I messed it up, so don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> only the people only the people that were in the room know that I, I, I messed it up because I told them all afterwards. But no one seemed to notice, including Sir Tom Jones. So therefore, I just went with, well, if you haven't noticed, then I'm not going to tell you. So one week, I, I'm singing in front of Will I Am um, Megan Trainer, Sir Tom Jones, and Ollie Merz. And then the next week, I've got no gigs, nothing, n- n- nothing. How and did that feel? I'm poor. <laughs> um, what well, shit? Yeah, it felt awful. After the first sort of like two weeks of like drinking every single day from morning till night because I couldn't cope, my brain couldn't figure out what was happening mm-hmm. and therefore I just preferred to stay in like a stupor yeah. until I worked it out. Um, it was it was like I was running a race. So like a year long race. So, you know, from, from beginning to end, the process of being on that show took a year from like doing the initial stages to actually getting to record to, to it being released out mm. into the world for people to see. That that was work to me because I was doing it for a purpose, for a goal. Mm. And I was doing it under interesting circumstances as well in terms of my family life. We'd done, I'd been living in Brighton. We'd all moved back to London. My finances were low and I did it as a way to try and bring myself back up to somewhere decent financially because mm-hmm. I was struggling massively. Um, so I'm running, So that's the race. So I'm running and the finish is just there. I can see it. So the finish is I will do this TV show. I will come out of this TV show. And of course, everybody will want me to sing at all of their christenings and like 20th birthday parties Mm. and weddings, all of the cruises. 
I'm going to be Jane McDonald. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be musicals. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, you know, I'm all excited because, you know, as much as I'm an artist, that for me is something that I do regardless because I fund myself. So it's not something that I, I'm not really that bothered about sort of, you know, keeping an enigma around myself or my or, or what I do for an actual living because that doesn't actually pay me. Mm. Um, doing my own stuff doesn't put food on my table. Like, you know, working all the other things um is what is what feeds me yeah so i'm like this is gonna be amazing i'm you know i'm gonna get some money in and, and you know i can pay off all the debts support my family like make sure that everyone you know everyone's good and you know and and, and i can write my next record because i've got i'll have money to invest fantastic brilliant so now it's like so that's the finish line and i feel as though the ground has dropped mm out from underneath my still running feet you mentioned supporting family and i wondered yeah if you would be happy to say who that was and and what that situation yeah. was like basically my sister and my nephew where we are like a family unit as it were our mom passed away like 11 years ago and when that happened obviously she was she she had him when she was young mm. so um she had him when she was about 17 and um I was just in my 20s. So when she left, it was like, okay. So then I had to become like the responsible adult all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, and now he's he's now 14 going on 15 and, you know, he's a teenager. So she was struggling a little bit with some of the stuff that, that, that was happening. And, um, and, and I obviously rallied in to support her because we're a family, we, we, we're all we have left of you know like in terms of our family unit mm. it was just um our mum she and i um so we do have extended family but we, we were quite close-knit tightly you know we didn't really see any of them or anything like that so we're very much dependent on each other yeah um and and, and i see myself as her responsible adult because when she lost her mother i lost mine too of course but she you know for her she just had a child it's that's got to have been really hard yeah um difficult for her so I, I i wanted to be there for her and support her and as much as i could because she was now alone without somebody to, to tell her how to be a mum anymore are you living together yes okay so we moved back from bright so we my sister and nephew were living in brighton when she was struggling i went to brighton to stay with them to try and help to support her and, and him and then we had to move back to london and then now we're in this COVID-19 era. Did you, did you love music from being a young child? Yes. My mum and my dad were in a band together. Were they still performing when you were old enough to, to watch them? Yeah, I was in the band <laughs> at one point. I used to, I used to tour with, they used to go, they used to go on tour and, and take me with them. Um, and um, I did eventually end up uh, not for tours and stuff but if they did tv things my dad used to get me to like play he got me to play a keyboard part on a casio uh, <laughs> keyboard <laughs> so you know the casio keyboards have got like those buttons that yeah. make like a like do like a little run so i'd press this key one and then it would go i'd press it again two again another button oh and he made God. me play that that must have, how old were you when this was happening? <laughs> like four. That must five. have been so cute. 
I've got no idea, but I feel like I was intently staring. And like, I had no idea that I, you know, I didn't really understand what it was. I, could, I remember in hindsight, I just remember thinking, I have to press these keys at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to do. Yeah, he, 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 was, he was cool when he was around. <laughs> what are the key things that you get from performing live music? Is it the interaction with the crowd? What are the things that matter the most to you that you're not able to get at the moment? I do different kinds of performing live. As a backing vocalist, I've done many festivals, gigs mm. around the world. And, you know, there's that kind of live thing where you're, you're, you're very separate from the audience. You know, mm-hmm. like 60,000 people in front of you. Mm. And then there's the other kind, which is like, I'm in a room with one to ten people. Um, mm. Yeah, and usually those ones are like um, when I'm doing because like for a, you know for a living I sing in bars and clubs. Two different kinds of performances, both with their benefits for me. The whole sixty thousand people thing—it's like a massive like adrenaline rush because it's like the nerves before I go, you know, mm-hmm. like that anticipation and excitement. Like we're going to perform to like a load of people, and then obviously you've rehearsed the show. You put it all together, all the time that's gone into making that one hour or 45 minutes into the special spectacle that these people, these wonderful people are about to behold. Mm. All of that kind of energy of like, wow, this is it. This is, you know, this is what we, this is what we worked for mm-hmm. to make this moment great. And then, oh, yes, adrenaline. And then there's that, like, going into a restaurant, everyone's eating, singing just gives me joy because I love food and I love people I love knowing that people have been fed Mm. Um, and also with food usually comes drinks and I really (laughs) enjoy drinking as well so that's two of my favorite things rolled into one in that instance for me it's just the fact that I get to sing songs that I really like Mm -hmm. with people that I really like playing with and just have a good time the smell of the wood from the bar or the metal all the like just the smells and the sounds of humans together mm. and I love a good rave as well I love going to like somewhere where music is playing and there are people there sweating mm. and you can smell the toilets and you can smell the bleach all of those things are sensory and they, they, they yeah. they've mapped themselves into me and I recognize them as something joyful something exhilarating that I love being a part of being a part of making or just enjoying. It's really difficult. Do you have a standout favourite performance in your memory? It would have been Blackbirds if I hadn't fucked it up. Mm. <sighs> That's a damn shame. It's just so beautiful, isn't it? Like that guitar. Oh, yeah, also I love the, it. The that you, yeah, and the recording as well has birds in the back. It's just gorgeous. And I happen to be, I happen to be a black bird. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I'm a singing creature of darker tones. And I really enjoyed, I, I really related to the song when I first heard it, even re- not knowing its history or anything. Just by, by sound, it really connected with me. So it was really important for me to sing it well. Mm. And then, um, I mean, I sang it decently, but if you watch the video, at the end... 
I sound like I'm about to cry. It's because I was. <laughs> oh. I was about to cry. But it really helped because it made it seem really, really emotional. But I was emotional because I ruined it. Oh. So, so Tom, Tom Jones gets, well, I ruined it to me. Nobody else seems to have noticed what the problem was. But I'll give you a prize if you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tom Jones goes, oh, did you mess it up? Did you? And he was like, what did you, you know, what did you do? And I was like, well, if you didn't notice, I'm not going to tell you. They erased that from the um, footage. So the original story was that it, 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 it was a blackbird singing in a tree in India when they were there that they wrote the song about. And then later, though, Paul McCartney said it was about the civil rights movement in America and a particular um, lady activist. She was a civil, she was a civil rights activist in, in the US, Angela Davis, American political activist. And, you know, and also just the fact that it, the words are black, but like I've always thought blackbirds singing in the... I've always related to it even before I knew the story of how it was written. Yeah. When I first heard it, it was just my song from that moment on. I feel like I was born with music in my stream. And the, but the thing is, I think we all are, you know? And I think that's why it's so significant um, to us all mm -hmm. um, in one way or another. We are all musical, unless we're not into music. I don't know who those people are, but... <laughs> <laughs> We are all, we are all, this is my opinion anyway, we are all, <sighs> sound really does have an effect on us. Sound is the basis of a lot of basic instinct. And I just think that regardless of whether or not you're a performer doesn't mean that you don't have license to speak on something that means a lot to you. I feel that in times of crisis, we, it, it becomes very clear very quickly how much we need the arts to help us to either make sense of what's happening or to comfort us or to just allow us to feel something that we can't put into words um and I wondered what what you thought music gives us that perhaps other arts don't again I think it's to do with sound but then saying that it's the same with visuals or movement like to me mm. like if I watch someone dancing it does the same thing to me as listening to music mm -hmm. or if I see a piece of art that touch you know from like if I see a piece of art that really can that I really connect to that I relate to I have the same intrinsic feeling that I do when when, when I hear a song that I really connect to Whether I'm providing the music or not is irrelevant to me. It's being in a space of... If I'm providing the music, then it just makes me happy that I'm able to contribute mm -hmm. to that feeling. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a contribution. I just want to be with other human beings. Do you think that'll feel emotional at all, being in that first yeah. crowd? <laughs> mm. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm just going to sort of walk around crying when we're... Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. <laughs> I literally... Totally. It's, um, it's going to be a lot for anyone who comes into contact with me, to be honest. Poor honey. <laughs> uh, well, oh, I want to come into contact with you just so I can see it. Is that awful? No. <laughs> like, I want to see you cry. That's not what I'm saying at all, but that's how it came across. But yeah, I, oh, that's beautiful. Sometimes sounds will make me remember moments that I thought I'd forgotten, you know? Yeah, I, I have that really strongly. And actually, I was saying to a friend the other day, there are some songs I, 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 I get the sense that I don't want to listen to them too much because I feel like if I do, I'm going to 
wear out a memory or yeah. it's you know it's a kind of connection to a point in time from you know, being a teenager or being a child yeah. and if I listen to it too much that 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 tie will uh become weaker and I won't be able to feel that very strong feeling yeah um Ooh. deep I feel it so strongly with music, though, more than anything else, I think. I mean, it's if it, I guess it's like smells, but... Um, smells, yes, they're the other thing. Food yeah. and music, don't you think they go really well together? Absolutely, yeah. What is that? Yeah. It's like it's life give. Like, the way I feel about food is how I feel about music. Like, mm. it's life-giving. Like, without mm-hmm. it, I'll die. <laughs> I know that sounds drastic. That's how mm. I feel about music. I don't. I can't imagine a life where, because for me, even the rustling of the trees is music. Yeah. Like sometimes I go outside just to hear the wind blowing through the leaves. You've been a backing singer for for people like Paloma Faith, and and how's that experience? Do you do you enjoy that as much? Do you know what? I enjoy that more because she's like one of my best friends. Mm. So literally my mate called me up and said, do you know how that happened? My, my mom, our mum passed away. My mum died. Yeah. And she was like, babe, okay, come like, come and work with me. Like, did the, you know, you'll feel better. And I was like, I can't do that because I actually don't know what, what life is. So I don't want to like, no, basically I can't pretty much a year later. She was like, babe, come on, like, come and do this thing with me. And by then I was feeling a bit better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then thinking I'm going to turn up and it will be like, we're going to go and do a gig in a pub, you know? Yeah. Because that's what we do, right? Mm. We like roll around and we just sing in places and it's cute, it's nice. Got there, there's a massive mixing desk. They've given me in-ear monitors. What are these things? I pop them in my ears and I can hear everything clearly and I can ask for what I'd like up in my ears, level of each and what? Like proper professional, first mm. gig at Abbey Road. I was like, wow. what? I didn't expect it at all. Mm. So I literally just ended up, as far as I'm concerned, raving with my friend, but like on international station, stages. So I love it because I love her and I love her journey. I was always in support of her journey and the fact that she made it. Yeah, that gives me so much joy and being witness to that mm. is just a beautiful thing it uplifts me it makes me really happy so I enjoy it way more than anything else actually oh, I just I love that so much I'm just, I love seeing women lift each other up if you could imagine the first time you perform again you were mentioning you know the way it feels to be in a crowd at a festival I guess, A, do you think you'll appreciate those things more? And B, how do you think that will feel? I'll just be really happy. Just really happy. It will just be, I'm outside again. Mm. I'm just happy to be singing. I'll sing in a bush by myself. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, So I'll just be happy to be able to do what I love doing with humans, with people. I really love humans. Sometimes I don't at all. Sometimes I really dislike us. But mostly I really love us. Nice humans together is such a wonderful energy that it emanates, you know? Mm. 
like when you're in a room full of people and everyone's on the same wave like and we're all just like yeah let's just dance or let's just also I'm a massive like I love those things are intrinsic things like things that are like you know innate mm. movement and and sound like you know the things that you can do with your body mm. and when you when you get into a room and you do them all together it's almost ritualistic it's whatever kind of words you want to use tribal pagan mm. of the earth of the of the salts of the universe ah it makes me it's beautiful and i miss that so much it's the end of the world as we know it it's the end of the world as we know it it's the end of the world as we know it and i feel fine like to tell us about someone you're missing we'd love to hear from you get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on instagram at radioisopod pod. <laughs>